welcome to the Hobby Tassel podcast. I'm Gemma. And I'm Candice. This is the podcast for creatives run by two fellow business owners who discuss the ups and downs of creative entrepreneurship. From dealing with imposter syndrome to celebrating new business milestones, we're here to talk about all of them with you. Hi, welcome back to the Hobby to Hustle podcast. My name is Candice and I'm with Gemma today. In the spirit of Halloween, we're going to be talking about something that gives us business owners a lot of anxiety and fear, also known as negative reviews. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone loves those. No, I'm kidding. So Gemma is in the service industry. I'm in the retail industry in regards to calligraphy and art. And so her feedback versus my feedback is fairly different. Hers is like, you know, about her workshops and her and her stuff like that. Mm. For me, it's more about my artwork and less of myself as a business owner, I guess. So that's the main difference that we're going to focus on today. However, I did talk to Gemma earlier and she has yet to receive her first negative review. So we decided to actually talk about the anxieties of getting a negative review, on her part at least. Gemma, what kind of anxieties do you have when it comes to this? So I think the fear starts from just starting a business in the first place. I think a lot of people are scared of putting their work out there, whether it's a product or a service, because there's this worry that you're going to receive negative feedback or negative review or a refund request. Like I had visions of customers at my workshops actually getting angry with me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just oh, imagine no. that they would think, how dare you waste my time? You're clearly not good enough. <laughs> and I was so scared of getting that negative feedback that I actually felt nauseous the, the first time I ran a workshop. Like I felt really, really unwell. Thankfully, my adopted cats were being delivered to me later that day so I had something to look forward to but yeah there were a lot of fears I had around just putting myself out there in the first place and then guess what happened Candice people were nice I was like <laughs> no people were really lovely and there's still that fear as you're putting yourself out there that you will, like maybe this workshop will be the one where people are suddenly really mean <laughs> um, <laughs> and that they all complain. But the fear of receiving a negative review lessens with time because you have so much positivity surrounding your business. So if I receive a negative review now, yes, I will probably cry. <laughs> and talk to Candice about it. But I also know that there have been hundreds of students that have joined that have had a good time. So it's all about a balance. And I also want to mention, because I did commissions at one point, we'll talk about commissions in a different episode. But when I was putting my calligraphy out there in that sense as well, I... I actually put myself in a really awkward position of doing a rush order and I made a mistake and it was all very stressful and I didn't know how to handle things with the client properly because I was so scared of a negative review. 
I basically felt like I was walking on eggshells dealing with a situation that was causing me a lot of stress because I was so scared of the customer being unhappy. And I guess my point is that yes, you want your customers happy, but make sure you put your own welfare above (laughs) delivering a product or service. So I think that is it in terms of being scared of your first negative review. Candice has received negative reviews because she's an awful business owner. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, Candice has received negative reviews probably because she's on Etsy. And I think Etsy encourages people to leave reviews, which can also mean that people are not always as uh, friendly. (laughs) I don't know. What do you think, Candice? Does Etsy... Well, it just encourages reviews in general, right? Yeah. Well, before I get into that, as you were talking about this, I just thought of another question. Mm-hmm. Would you prefer to get a negative review or feedback right then and there in person? Or would you prefer it if they went home and then emailed you? <laughs> I guess it's it depends on what it's about. I think I would... It depends. If it was at the end of a workshop and they spoke to me privately, I think I'd like to talk to them then and, you know, you can gauge and talk through things with them. Um, But I wouldn't like for someone to be very negative in front of other customers. I think that would be the wrong vibe for everyone. I think I would also prefer to get that negative review, Mm. like, there than deal with the anxiety of getting their email, figuring out what to say, and then waiting for their reply. Oh, yeah. I think that's worse. There's nothing worse Uh, than sending a scary message (laughs) and waiting for that reply. (laughs) Yeah, I'd rather deal with it in the moment. Um, Yeah, that's an interesting question. Yeah, I just thought about that. I was like, hmm, would I rather deal with this issue on Etsy messages or, like, if I was able to talk to that person? A lot of the times... I would rather talk to the person because mm. just waiting for that message back is pretty terrible. So yes, Gemma is right. I have received uh, not fair bit, but like I can count on my hands how many negative reviews I've received. Some of which that aren't really my fault. Not some, just one or two. Not really my fault, but you know, it is what it is. You have a business. It's regarding shipping things. So that's that there's no no control over that. The other things that I've received negative reviews for is just overall quality of the product. However, it is quite confusing because sometimes I get reviews that have really nice comments, but then it's like a four out of five. So I don't see, I can't say that it's a negative review because technically it's not negative review. It's an 80%. But in my perspective, that's a negative review just because I'm harsh to myself like that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I did get my first four-star review recently and it was very complimentary. And then there was four stars. So I was like, oh no, what have I done? Yeah, right. <laughs> Wait, but do you see it as a negative review though? I know logically I shouldn't see it as a negative review because <laughs> there are always people that think there's room for improvement or... Maybe because it wasn't a Taylor Swift concert. (laughs) I don't know. There's always (laughs) something more interesting that they could be doing that would deserve five stars. But yeah, I 
it it didn't hurt but i definitely prefer five star right okay yeah. so like i'm always thinking to myself i'm like it's not bad but it's not great it's kind of like you're wondering where did i screw up so that that's how i feel when i get an like that kind of review when i used to complain to my mum that maybe i didn't get an a on a test and she was like but you could have studied a bit harder couldn't you <laughs> she was right and I was like oh, okay mum <laughs> so in that circumstance I could have worked a bit harder but it's kind mm-hmm. of someone saying oh well you could have done better though <laughs> yeah, you um, could have done better you could have just pushed yourself a little bit more um yeah yeah that's how I feel like every time I get a negative review again it's not that many like I, I think I've gotten like seven non five star reviews or so it's sad that I know, but it has to be around under 10 because that uh, if I get more than 10, I would be full blown panicking in my business just in general. There was one time where it was my fault and it was like a two out of five or a three out of five, something like that. Uh, no, I think it was a three out of five and it was a washi tape. And since washi tapes are in like tubes and then in their tubes there's 14 individual ones I only checked the first one that arrived I didn't check the other 99 because you can't they're well, all heat products. shrunk wrap. yeah 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 you can't and so I guess I should have checked once in a while and I ended up shipping out a bad quality washi tape on the outside it looked fine it was when they started using it that it was like not good so I got my first like three out of five for that uh, washi tape and then I got a second one shortly afterwards and I was like what's this the same washi tape and then I went to check my product and I saw what the issue was but they never wrote what the problem was mm. oh they did and that, they didn't or, specify no, oh okay no, they I just thought they said oh five. not sticky <laughs> oh that's annoying I just guess I just thought they didn't like it because yeah. that was my, one of my top selling designs yeah and so I I was like, is there something wrong with the quality? That shouldn't be it. Because then I had my own that I've already opened up before. And that had no issue. It was the most, like, that one tube had problems. And now I'm paranoid that they all have issues. So I took it down. But I had to guess what they were doing, like, what they were not happy with. Which comes to what I consider is a good constructive feedback. I want to know what your opinion on good constructive feedback is. If, if someone were to give you feedback and it was not a great one, how would you prefer to receive it? Not, not I'm not talking about the verbal or email, but like, what would you prefer them to say? As in what specific feedback or how would... Let's say someone, I went to a workshop mm-hmm. and I have a complaint about the actual content. Like, I... Mm. I I'm not happy with the amount of content that I received or the way you yeah. I think taught, right? Yeah. Okay. Let's say I feel like that and I feel like I wasted money on you. How would how would a customer relay that to you as a consu- like as a consumer, how would they relay that to you in an effective way? How would you prefer them to like what to say? So for example, like hi Gemma, um I recently attended your workshop. Um, I just wanted to mention that the I was a bit disappointed because the content we covered during the workshop wasn't what I was expecting. 
because on your marketing materials you mentioned this this and this but actually I don't feel we covered that so I think it would be the underlying issue with the content is it that they were unhappy that I was teaching the modern calligraphy were they unhappy that we were learning with brush pens rather than pointed pens and they just assumed we were using pointed pens did they feel that we rushed through certain parts and then other parts dragged on so I think just being as specific as possible right. uh, would be okay. helpful. And another so example, if you were a student. If I was a like, student. Yeah, like if you were a, someone else's student, that's how mm. you would write a negative review. Okay. Yeah, I'd probably message them. Well, it depends how big a deal I felt it was. But something as a teacher I find helpful to know is feedback about the venue as well. For example, mm, um, I, I mean, to be fair, I'm quite conscious of what makes a good venue. But if my students at the other end of the table are struggling to hear me, I mean, I can kind of pick on visual cues if someone's like leaning because they're straining to hear or something. But if they were struggling to hear me, I would quite like that feedback. Or if they said, oh, actually, the music they have on is really distracting. I was at a venue where we were next to the kitchen and obviously there were lots of dishes, like, crashing together. And, yeah. (laughs) Um, So I'm conscious of that as a teacher. But say, for example, if I hadn't picked up that it was frustrating people, that would be helpful to know. So I think it's always good to have some constructive feedback if it might not be something that that person's aware of. Yeah, like, I think feedback is good feedback. Sorry, I feel like negative feedbacks are positive ones when there is good constructive criticism. Like, there are shit ones, and I'm just going to say, like, your product is shit, and then one out of five. Like, okay, what... (laughs) I, there will be what people, about it is she- there will be people that are haters <laughs> um yeah and i'm not saying you'll come across them often but there will just sometimes be people that don't like you don't like your product i actually have names for people like this <laughs> i won't specify the names but there was an incident a few years ago where i'd met this colleague it was like a loose connection um, and then I found out she was essentially bitching about me behind my back saying she couldn't stand me and that I was so annoying. And I was like, what? I've not even spoken to you. And so now when I think of haters, I actually, in my head, think of them as that person, like their name. Um, so yeah. Sometimes I think that's quite cathartic. If you've had someone in your own life that is just a bit of a meanie, <laughs> you could just think of this negative customer as just that person. Yeah. And a lot of times, at least in person, for restaurants and stuff, people typically don't leave positive reviews. They only leave negative reviews because, you know, negativity kind of like heightens your emotions and you're just, and I didn't complain about this. And so a lot of times I read restaurant reviews that are that are like somewhat constructive but for products like mine what I would consider constructive is if you okay one I can see what you bought so 
that helps. <laughs> they say I bought a washi tape, <laughs> and then it's you like, have which one? Yeah, I can definitely see which washi tapes they bought, so that definitely helps. But to let me know, like, like for example, if I bought a washi tape from someone and I was not happy with it, like let's say the quality, then I would say things like, "Oh, the washi tape is a lot more translucent than what I saw in the product photos." I tried it in different, like, maybe I'll mention, like, how I used it. So, like, oh, I put it in my planner, and I can really see through the, like, the dots in my planner, like, because I have a dotted planner. Uh, I would be like, oh, I can really see the dots, and the coloring is not as vibrant as I saw it in the photos. There is a bit of, uh, not, I don't know how to say this, but there is a bit of confusion. Not confusion. How do I say it? Okay, Etsy, on a lot of descriptions, you'll notice that they, the shop owner will put a disclaimer saying color of the blah, 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 blah may be different due to your screen monitor and da, 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 da. So I don't know if that's I I have a me issue. something to say about this because I used to work in promotional products, which was all about branding. So the, the logo had to be printed exactly on promotional products such as mugs and t-shirts and stuff and it gets quite complicated Mm -hmm. but the your screen can really impact what you see so for example there was a customer that was referencing a post that she was like oh i'll have this post it um the one with the leaves and i was like what does she mean the one with the leaves it it, it's plain (laughs) and what i (laughs) realized is that if I stood to the side of my monitor, I could see leaves. Whereas when I was facing it, I couldn't see the leaves. So screens could- Wait, what? So yeah, imagine looking at your monitor at a slightly different angle and then suddenly Dino appears (laughs) or- What the I I did not know that was a thing, but it goes to show that you know, just the angle you look at the monitor. And again, with color grading, that is a huge thing on monitors. So you want to put disclaimers about, you know, color issues on things like Etsy. Yeah. I mean, when I worked in that industry, we were very cautious about colorings and things like that. But um, it just goes to show that even if you're careful, occasionally there could be things that catch you out so just be cautious and yeah yeah put disclaimers in not just about the color things um but also just general i guess refund policies um to cover your back because i have refund policies as well about my workshops i don't want people not showing up and then trying to claim their money back because <laughs> that would be annoying because i've prepared all the materials and stuff but yeah, we have an episode on dealing with negativity. It's episode two of our entire podcast. So you guys can scroll back to see how we dealt with negativity. And because today all we're talking about is mostly just how we feel about them. I still consider it as good constructive feedback. If someone told me that the color that they see in person is different from the one that they see on screen, because technically that's still kind of my fault. I also have to remember like, on a monitor, there's a lot of light that's coming through. 
Like there's literally a backlight that brightens up the stuff. So that's why I'm like, oh, okay, well, technically it's my fault because I feel like I should put a description on that. Kind of like I had this washi tape that had calligraphy on it. And because I got a good constructive negative feedback, I was able to put another disclaimer on there saying that I received a review saying that this calligraphy washi tape is not that clear in writing. So this is something I want you guys to consider before purchasing. If I did not get that negative feedback, I could have gotten a much worse review because I think they gave me like a three out of five or four out of five, which is really good considering that they cannot read what's on the washi tape, which is the main thing. So because of that, I was able to put another description. So they really do help. So when I'm leaving a negative review, I always try to say, okay, am I being an asshole right now? Or is this actually good feedback that I'm giving? Like that's, that's kind of, I feel like it's different though, because we're business owners. Do you think that skews the way you think and how you write reviews? I think it does. I always try to leave positive reviews for people now, (laughs) if I've had a good experience, because I know they are really helpful from a business owner perspective. And yeah, in terms of positive reviews, you should think of ways to encourage positive reviews so that if you do end up with a negative review, it's more likely to be balanced out. So for I have taught hundreds of students and you can tell I'm starting to get hyped up because my hands are moving, but I only have 11 reviews <laughs> and that is since trying to push people to leave reviews for the last six months or so more than that actually so if I were to receive you know a one star review suddenly my rating would look awful (laughs) despite hundreds of people having good experiences so really try to push people to leave positive reviews um to try counteract that when it does happen I think it, it will happen eventually and um, fingers crossed I get some more positive reviews <laughs> in by then. Yeah. Wait, when you buy something, let's say it's online, mm-hmm. and obviously you don't know what the product is actually like, mm-hmm. do you do that thing where you filter it to, like, the lowest rating? Like, you see the the negative reviews first? Like, the one stars? Like, let's say you were buy a notebook. Yeah, say if I was going to buy a product... And it had less than kind of four and a half stars. I would probably scroll down to see the mixture of reviews. And then I would look at negative reviews to see if there was a consistent piece of negative feedback. So in the case of a notebook, if there was lots of ghosting on the pages and all the negative comments were saying that, like the ghosting is really bad, then I can make a decision whether that's right for me. If I read that someone, like, it never arrived, I think that person... I just filter that out. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, that is not <laughs> worth leaving a review about. That's something you message them about. Yeah, you know what makes me laugh is on Amazon when you see people responding to the questions, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> why are you asking me this question? <laughs> I did not use this product (laughs) it's like what color is this product why are you asking me (laughs) i just always find that really funny um i don't know if people know how to use that properly i I think the demographic on amazon is perhaps not the most tech savvy all the time 
And so it triggers when you buy the product. Yeah, so I've had emails like that saying, people were asking this question, but I wouldn't then click through and say, I don't know the answer to this question. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no, no, no. have yeah, you not that, seen those wild. types that's... of, yeah, people saying, I don't know. No, I have, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean, I, I, it just makes me laugh. Um, speaking yeah, of laughter, <laughs> to kind of end off our spooky episode, check out Small Biz Memes on Instagram. Oh, you yeah. are guaranteed <laughs> to laugh. Essentially, it and is reviews. It is an account on Instagram all about negative reviews and the <laughs> Small Biz Owner experience. And it's kind of the humorous side of dealing with negativity because some complaints on there are wild <laughs> uh on, yeah. <laughs> i can't think of some off the top of my head but go on there follow them immediately and have a good laugh at some of the things people say do you have anything else before we wrap up this episode I don't think so. So once again, today we talked about just how we in general feel about negative reviews and as the consumer, not thinking about as a business owner, how we would write negative feedback that's to ensure that they're good and constructive. That sentence made no sense, but I hope you guys got uh, yeah, what I was I, saying. Yeah, I got what you were okay. saying. <laughs> <laughs> and if you guys want to know how about how we deal with negative reviews or negativity in general, then check out our second episode of this podcast. It is episode two called Dealing with Negativity. So that episode we talk about actually like as the business owner, what you guys should do with the feedback that you have just received and stuff like that. And don't forget to message me on instagram to let me know what you would like to hear about because we still have kind of an open schedule in terms of what we're talking about so now is the time if you want to hear us talk about something specific to let us know what that is and that wraps up this episode thank you everyone for listening we will be back in two weeks bye everyone Mm -hmm. bye